Dear brethren, today is the 8th of December, which is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, one of the most important feasts of the year for our community, the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest. We have been preparing this feast by the Novena, and today, after Holy Mass, I will lead the Novena prayers and recite the act of consecration of um, the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, to the Immaculate Conception. This will be followed by benediction. Today you can gain a plenary indulgence under the ordinary conditions. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear brethren and dear friends, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception is certainly among the most beautiful ones of the year. Today, throughout the world, the Church celebrates the beauty, the purity of Mary, Mary Holy, Mary Virgin, Mary Pure. And we remember all this dogma with the words that Pope Pius IX proclaimed in his document, in 1854, in a Deus, by which he declared the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. In the first instant of her conception, by a singular privilege and grace granted by God, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, Mary was preserved exempt from all stain of original sin. Then, four years later, as we all know, Our Lady appeared to Saint Bernadette Subiru in Lourdes, in France. She presented herself, she introduced herself by these words, I am the Immaculate Conception. It was a kind of a confirmation of what everybody has been thinking, praying, believing throughout the centuries. This, this dogma, of course, is in a certain sense something recent, but we know how all Christians throughout the centuries, how all our predecessors believed and prayed to Our Lady, how they addressed to the, the Immaculate Virgin this uh, greeting, Ave Maria, Grazia Plena, Hail Mary, full of grace, full of grace. This is really one of the, the characteristics of Our Lady. Millions of times per day, throughout the world, throughout the century, Our Lady, Queen of Heaven and Earth, receives these greetings. Hail Mary, full of grace. It is a beautiful feast for the Church, but for our community there is something special, I must tell you, and for me as well. For our community, because as I told you, we prepared this feast by a novena here in Limerick. But we know that we are never here on our own when we pray, when we recite some prayers, when we kneel down in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. We know that we are also united with so many people. And for us, as priests, as members of our community, we know that we are united with all our community members and all those, all the friends, all everybody who usually attends the ceremonies in our apostolate throughout the world. And this is very encouraging, it's very comforting. Each time I think about this beautiful reality, 
I just say thank God. So I say thank God today for this feast of the Immaculate Conception. Thank God for the beautiful novena that we have been reciting, recited here and at our seminary in Italy, in Florence. This year was special. Special because we celebrate this year the 30th anniversary of our community. We are a young community, a small community, almost invisible in the church, like a little drop of water in the middle of the sea. But thank God, God has been blessing us throughout these 30 years. So the seminary where I have the grace to spend not only seven years as a seminarian, but 14 years because I had the the privilege to stay and to, to, stay, to spend my first years of the priesthood at the seminary. So I have been each, every year very moved, very touched by this beautiful novena to Our Lady Immaculate. Every evening, during nine days, we have we received the decade of the Holy Rosary. Then we have a beautiful sermon, and then we sing the litany to Our Lady followed by the Novena Prayer and then the beautiful hymn Tota Pulcra Es Maria and then followed by Benediction. So I tell you a little bit more about our community today because I can tell you at the very beginning of our community, like many young communities, we struggled. We were under attack. We, what our superiors were doing, did not please to the evil one. You see, at the, since the very beginning of our community, our superiors have trained the seminarians, the vocations, to be obedient to the church, obedient to the Holy Father, and in the same time, they were, they rooted their life and the priestly formation in the traditional liturgy. But this was not easy. This did not please to everybody in the church, even and our, throughout the world, even 30 years ago. And then the seminary, at the seminary, we have been teaching the Catholic dogma in its integrity, without any compromise. And throughout, since the beginning, we had, have received a lot of vocations. God blessed us with many good and humble vocations. And I'm sure that the evil one could certainly see all these young men and then women, because we also had a female branch a few years later, and he could see in these young men some future priests, and he, could, he had to fight against that. We were in trouble, we had to fight, we were under attack, under pressure. And Monsignor Vac, who is the prior general of our community, thank God for him, we pray every day for him, and only God knows how grateful I am and we are to him for what he has been doing for our community and for the Holy Catholic Church since the foundation of our community and even before. Monsignor Vac, who had a beautiful devotion to the Immaculate Conception, thought we have to do a bit more to Our Lady. We have to become, in a certain sense, officially her sons, and he consecrated 
the institute and all our mem all the members to the institute to the Immaculate Conception. And since this very day, of course, the attacks never stopped. But what stopped were, were all the bad consequences. All these attacks, the pressure, all those who were trying to do us ill were fruitless. And a few years later, a good monsignor came from Rome, from the Vatican, and he knew about all these attacks and he told to our superiors the protection of God, of Our Lady, of, on your community is almost tangible. We can almost touch it. It's very, it's really obvious. So I wanted to tell you that, just a few things about our community because it's of course how we live. And I was telling you about um, so, so many vocations and one year we had received uh, in 1995, among different postulants, you know, those young boys, young students who visit the seminary. One of them came to the seminary to discern his vocation, and um, he had a good impression of our community. He then thought, if I have a vocation, it might be here. But then when he heard that the institute was consecrated to Our Lady, he thought, this is definitely a very good sign, because not only my mother was born on that day, but I was also baptized on that day. And of course, you know who this former student was, because he has been ordained a priest, and it is me. I'm very grateful. Thank God again. Thank God again, and um, every day of our life as a priest, we remember and we live under the protection of Mary, Mary Immaculate in community here, regardless the number of members that we are, we could be three, four, five, seven. I was on my own these last few weeks. But the first thing we do every morning, we come to the church, we kneel down, we recite the prayer to the Blessed Sacrament, O Sacrum Convivium, and then we renew the, our, the act of consecration to Our Lady Immaculate. So that throughout our priestly life, we live as persons. We live under her protection. So there are kind of different attitudes by which Mary is our mother, by which Mary watches us as priests. You see, it's always important to, for priests to be united to Our Lady Immaculate. She shows us, she gives us the importance of interior life. As priests, we have to listen to the Word of God with great faith at every instant of our life. As priests, we also have to be obedient to the will of God, and we must carry out all the ordinary action of every day with all the different responsibilities, with a great love. And again, Our Lady is the most perfect example that has been given to us. Again, as priests, we often experience how we must have this uh, limitless charity to be available for the souls, for those who come, who are asking for comfort, from grace, for the sacraments. How at every moment of our life as priests, we remember that we must be the sacred ministers of God's mercy, 
we must be the instrument of divine grace. And again, Our Lady teaches us to be always ready for, to self-offering, and now more and more self-offering to the extreme. So we remember today this beautiful mystery in the Church, in God's salvation, in God's plan, how He redeemed the world. And this we also remember at the origin in the book of Genesis, when God created humanity, He created our first parents free from sin. But after the original sin, they, they turned away from God. They distanced themselves from God, and they have created for themselves and then for us this barrier between ourselves and God. We have inherited of this spiritual disease, spiritual sickness, that always make us struggle in all things here on earth. And we do experience how difficult it is to reach perfection, to, especially because they have turned away from God. They have rejected God. But then we know that God never rejected us. This is what St. Paul reminds us as well in the epistle, in all his epistles, and especially in the epistle to the Ephesians. We are called to holiness. We were created to know God, to serve God, to love God. And this was even long before we were born. So the whole purpose of our life is to live and to exist for the praise and the glory of God. And we can do that not because of our own skills, but because of our own talents, we can only please God through this intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with Mary. So this is what we meditate every day of our life. And what I do encourage you to meditate every day as well in all your devotions to the Immaculate Mother. Mary is immaculate because since the very first instant of her conception, the Holy Ghost has dwelt in her soul. Thanks to this special presence, the Holy Ghost, she can become the mother of the world. So we have to respond to God with our little yes, our little will, our little good resolutions that we can renew every year, every day, at every instant. You see, when Mary said fiat, yes, it was one for good. But when we say yes to God, we take it back to us. We say yes, but something. So with Mary, we, learn, we must really learn how to say yes, and yes, and yes again, and to accumulate all these little victories. And this can be done because she's our mother. Remember the Gospel of St. John? He Behold your mother, Christ himself gave us Mary to us at the foot of the cross as our mother, our mother immaculate. My dear brethren and dear friends, in these difficult times for the church, for the world, for our families, the feast is really like a spark, like a light in the middle of the darkness. 
let us, especially tonight, renew all our thanksgiving, all our profound gratitude to God, to Almighty God, to the, for the Holy Catholic Church, and to God for this treasure of the Immaculate Conception. God wants to see us as well, holy, transparent, pure, as he sees the Immaculate Virgin. Let us allow her to take possession of our heart. Let us allow her to live and work in us and through us. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin. O Mary, conceived without sin. O Mary, conceived without sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.